0: Welcome to Beauty Therapy, a podcast for beauty professionals. I'm your host, Kira Doyle. In our industry, we often give so much we forget to leave anything for ourselves. This is your reminder to take care of the many parts of infinite you. Join me on my quest to cultivate self-love, to become the healthiest, happiest version of you so you can be fully aligned with your work, grow your business, and frankly, kick ass. guys, welcome back. If you are new, just welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited about today's episode. It's actually a solo episode about my favorite conversation, apart from self love, human design. From the first day I knew that I wanted to start a podcast, I couldn't wait to have an episode all about human design. It's something that's been highly requested from friends, family. Uh, I do read charts on the side. So, you know, people just wanting more information. And it's, to be honest, it's just a message I feel really passionate about. It's something that I want to help share with the world. It's been so impactful for me. So before we dive into, you know, the human design system and talking about all the five energy types, I wanted to talk a little bit about, okay, how can human design help you? First of all, working in the beauty industry, you are most likely coming into contact with people all the time, right? Like we don't work just solo by ourselves. Most of us have a very literally hands-on job um, where we're touching clients really up close with other people so it's really important just to know how you exchange energy with other people what kind of your makeup is what your 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 energy DNA is like. I kind of like to think of uh, the energy types almost like they are different uh, systems. Like some of us are laptops, some of us are desktops, some of us are cell phones. We all kind of charge differently. We all require different amounts of downtime and we work really differently and we can't all expect to move through the world the exact same way. The other thing for me that was super impactful finding out my energy type really gave me permission to be myself i really can't put it any other way than it kind of felt like that song by lauren hill called killing me softly when i think it's actually a remake that song but she's singing you know strumming my pain with his fingers singing my life with his words like that's how i felt when i was reading my my chart I first heard about human design on a podcast. Jenna Zoe is a famous uh, human design reader. She was being interviewed and she started talking about, you know, the different energy types and I was hooked. What really got me was the phrase she said when she said, human design is like a contract that your soul made with the universe when it decided to incarnate in this lifetime. That really struck me because you know, so much about our personalities and so much about who we think we are is really influenced by the outside world. So I was really lit up and excited by the idea that maybe my soul had a blueprint somewhere uh, that I could find that would help lead me back to who I really was. And I'd been trying for a while, you know, through all different methods like meditation and, and, you know, over a thousand hours of downward facing dogs and all of these uh, strategies that really, I still hadn't found like I could truly decipher what was me and and what I was pretending to be. So I immediately went to Google. I figured out how to get my energy type chart and look at my body graph, and I was really overwhelmed because and when you see yours, you might feel the same way. It's just. This massive amount of information coming at you at one time. There's nine different centers in your body that are all lit up these different colors, and there's black lines and red lines, and single definition and strategy and authority and all of these things. It was totally overwhelming. So I knew I had to book with a reader, a human design reader. So I booked with Jenna, but she had a ten month waiting list, and. Like when I find something I'm really passionate about, I really can't wait. I, I want to know as much as I can at the, at the moment. Like I get so stuck Googling stuff. And so this kind of became my obsession. I was Googling every single thing in my chart, trying to find all the information I could. I ended up buying some really helpful books that I will link below in the show notes that helped me figure out and read my own chart. And when I finally took a step back, um, this was about a month later of just literally researching every last thing, I was able to see my, my body, my soul as a whole, kind of this whole story. And nothing surprised me. It was all stuff I knew, but it was so comforting to feel like I finally had permission to just be that person like no more pretending to try to specialize in one thing, right? When my energy type is actually about not having a linear path and about having fun. I didn't need to take myself so seriously. In fact, like my soul called for me not to. And I'm sure many of you can relate to this. I never felt really like I was onto anything. I never felt like I actually had a gift or a specialty. I just kind of felt like I was a jack of all trades and I should have known where I was supposed to be by now. And I, I should have carved out a more specific career for myself. And, and all of a sudden that kind of just stopped. It was just like this freedom, this freedom just to be who I was. And that's why I'm more than anything. That's why I'm excited to share this with you because we all need that. We all need that coming home. We all need that permission, that invitation to show up as we really are and feel really correct about it, feel really good about it. There's no reason to try to be anything that you're not because you think society wants you to be this way or or that you should. In fact, every time that you hear yourself saying the word should, question it replace the word should with want. Like I should go to the grocery store right now and try to say, I want to go to the grocery store right now and see how that feels. Do you actually want to go? I should work out right now. Try to say, I want to work out right now. When we say should are it's our brain trying to convince our ourselves, our bodies uh, who are much wiser than us, that we want something that we don't or that we need something that maybe, maybe, maybe we don't. And it's such an interchangeable word that's thrown around all the time. And some things we say we should do, we really do want to do, right? Like I really do actually want to go to the grocery store because I want to fill my refrigerator with really wholesome, good foods that are going to make me happy. And I want to be able to make my own lunches and cook great dinners that I can, you know, share. Uh, and I really do want to work out because I, I want to feel incredible. But should I go to that party? I, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I don't want to. And so this is just kind of like the first step into figuring out your own preferences and feeling like you have permission now maybe to say no to more things that, that aren't lighting you up so you can say yes to the things that do. Now, this will be a two-part episode. So part one, will be talking about what is human design, the five energy types, and the strategies that go along with them, how to kind of interact with the world energetically. And if you're the type of person that wants to know your energy type before, you know, in advance, uh, you can go to jovianarchive.com and get your free chart. You need your exact birth time, location, um, and date. And if you're the type of person that likes to hear about it first and then, and then find out what you are later, that's how I did it, um, then that's great too. Either way, I know there's going to be so much in here that's mind-blowing and there's a lot to unpack. And that's why I've broken it down into a two-part series. So part two will come out next week and we'll dive in a little bit deeper, talk about open centers and how to make decisions. And uh, here we go. If you haven't heard about human design, you're not alone. And astrology has been around for thousands of years, but human design has only been around since 1987. Fun fact, that's also the year I was born. It was downloaded by a man who went by the name Ra Uruhu while he was living in Ibiza. He was meditating and he heard a voice and he ended up downloading over the course of eight days the entire human design system that we know and have today. He was working in marketing at the time and needless to say, he never went back to his uh, his other job, he really just was a master of this practice and wanted to share his message with the world. During that eight day meditation, he learned all, you know, the secrets, the inner workings of the universe. And the system that Ra downloaded is actually a combination of the I Ching chakras, astrology and Kabbalah. So in other words, it's kind of like an astrology chart on crack. The other thing that's really cool about it is that it doesn't just take your birthday into consideration, but it also calculates your soul's birthday, which goes back about 88 days or approximately three months before you're born. That's when he believed that the soul entered the body. So your soul gets its own birth chart too. And it all gets infused together in this beautiful body graph um, that's also very detail oriented and very hard to read at first glance. Now you might be thinking, oh, I I know a lot about my personality. I've taken a Myers-Briggs test or something like that. This actually is not a test. It uses your exact birth time to calculate this chart. And it's not based off of anything that you think you are. It's really just the channel that you were born through uh, you know as your soul entered into the world and it uses the positions of the sun and the moon and the planets at the time of your birth and your soul's birth and that all plays a really important role. It's kind of similar to the way that astrology would use those planets you know to get your natal chart but it's totally different than astrology. So why I like this better than say like myers Brigg personality test is because Those tests are about what you think you are. It's about how you've been conditioned to believe. Uh, It's a product of your environment, the upbringing, all of those things develop your beliefs. But your human design chart is about who your soul is. It's the authentic person that you came into the world to be and your body graph can be the blueprint to get you back there. Before we dive in, I just want to say this is not about believing anything. This is just an opportunity to gather some information, to see, be informed and practice it for yourself. It's all about experimenting with these strategies and seeing what works for you. And like I said earlier, when you know your energy type, it really gives you permission to just be yourself in a world that's constantly pressuring you to be someone else. We make so many decisions with our minds. And... It's not that our minds are bad or wrong, they're just not us, right? Our minds are so filled with the societal rules and influence and opinions of other people. We also care deeply about the opinions of others. And so in a way, they're always just like trying to protect us, but they're not always leading us down our true path. I always say that learning about your human design is so much about learning who you are not. It's about unbecoming who we think we need to be so we can show up as we really are. It can help you understand the story of your life, your unique purpose, and how energetically you are meant to exchange energy with the world. When you live according to your human design, your whole aura, your whole energy field changes. You're now vibrating at a higher frequency. You're now making the decisions that are correct for you the decisions that are you know, for your own unique soul and your own path. It truly changes everything. You'll find that you can just step into flow. Places where you felt resistance now kinda just start to open up for you. All the things that you're trying to manifest and call in, all of a sudden it's just in this flow-like state where, boom, one after another, things are just rolling in for you. Today we'll focus on the five energy types. There's manifestors, generators, manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors. Each energy type has a different DNA, a different makeup, and they all have a specific strategy of how they should exchange energy with the world. It might not be easy to practice your strategy at first. It might actually feel very counterintuitive, but I do encourage you to just experiment and give it a try and see what changes for you. Let's start with the manifestors. Manifestors have a very unique ability to manifest anything they envision. I like to think of it as they have a direct line to the universe. They're the happiest when they're left alone um, and they get to do what they please. And really all manifestors want these days is just to be at peace. Back in the day, they were the ones who ruled the kingdoms. They were just in charge, they were the initiators, the thought starters, the leaders, they established the laws, they told other people what to do, but now it's more like they just want to be able to cultivate a really beautiful life for themselves without other people getting in the way, without other people trying to stop or control them, their aura is actually repelling and that was so they could stay safe, they do want to be embraced and supported, but at the end of the day, they really just do need to go and do their own thing. Manifestor children have a really hard time because their parents are always trying to control them. A lot of times their teachers try to control them. There's something about them that makes other people, especially like authority and people older than them, feel uh, you know, dis-ease because they worry that the manifestor is, is too powerful. And if you are a manifestor, it's really possible that you've been kind of dimming your light Um, or shrinking to stay small so that you don't make others feel uncomfortable. Really the trick if you're a manifester is that you should be informing other people before you act. Once you can tell other people kind of what you have going on in your mind, what kind of idea you're cooking up, tell the people that it's going to directly affect once you've communicated that piece of information, you'll notice the flow just really starts to open up. This is the only type that's meant to initiate. All the other types are actually, you know, meant to respond or wait for an invitation, but manifestors are meant to go 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 and create create create. But when they don't inform other people, they do meet so much resistance. A good example could be a manifestor that manifests their dream vacation, but they don't tell their coworkers that they're gonna be gone until the last minute and everyone at work is inconvenienced and yeah they get to go on their dream vacation but stuff on the back end just completely falls apart or they don't call their credit card company and say they're going to be traveling and once they get on this dream vacation their card shuts down and they have no access to money those types of things so for manifestors it's just super important if you are one that you are telling other people that are going to be directly affected by the decisions that you make what you're about to choose. And another, you know, shout out to manifestors. Don't be afraid of your power. Don't be afraid of your light. You're really, really meant to shine. You came here to initiate and to create. And you're less than 6% of the population. So really, you got to take this to heart. When I first heard about human design, I knew my best friend growing up was a manifestor. She is so powerful. I remember when we met We were like fifteen, and she said, "I'm gonna get us tickets to the Avril Lavigne concert. Um, I heard the radio stations giving them away." And I thought, "Oh, yeah, okay. Like the radio station is is giving away two tickets, and you think you and I are both gonna get them?" And sure enough, later that day, she called me and she said, "Okay, I hope you're free tomorrow because I I got the tickets. Just like boom, just like that." Uh, She also grew up in an environment where she was not actually. really being held back by her parents. They really did kind of let her do her thing. She always used to like tell her mom to sit in the back seat of the car and she just kind of was the boss of the house. So she is a very empowered manifester and she is so incredible. She just, she's just got it. She's so inspiring. Unfortunately, a lot of them end up angry or stripped of their power if they do let other people control them. So it really is all about stepping back into your power, informing others about what you're going to do before you do it, and then you should see the gates open for you. Let's talk about the generators. The generators make up over 70% of the population. So there's two types of generators, pure generators and manifesting generators. Each are about 35%. So generators are here to, they came here to work. They came here to build, create work, family. They're really, really, really passionate. They could not just sit at home and relax for the rest of their lives, sit on a beach somewhere. They need to contribute. That's how they find their value. Generators really did make the nine to five that we live in. They're the ones that can just work, work, work. As long as they're being filled up by the work that they do, they can continue to work. Their trick is to stay lit up and stay happy. If they're unhappy with the work that they're doing, it's honestly going to take more energy from them than give them. Generators are ruled by their gut, meaning they're sacral, or, you know, they have sacral definition and they're using their gut all the time to make decisions. Their strategy is to wait to respond. So they're actually not here to come through and initiate. Really, they have to wait until they get that gut response before they know if something is correct for them. If you are a generator type, manifesting generator or pure generator, you'll be able to talk to your gut. So sounds like uh uh-huh, uh-uh, mm-hmm, or mm mm-mm, those are called sacral sounds. And when we're young, we speak from our sacral all the time. A lot of times our parents will say, use your words, but what they don't realize is that The sacral sounds are universal language. People use it all over the world. Like we have no, never had a conversation about what any of it means. And for generators, as long as you're listening to your gut and figuring out what lights you up, what makes you happy, what makes you feel expanded, you'll be on the right path. So many of us ignore our gut response because we feel Like we, like I said earlier, we start talking ourselves into things. We start referring to the shoulds and we convince ourselves that our gut is wrong. And we try to logically convince, you know, logically talk ourselves into another answer. Generators have a really warm enveloping aura and they're really here to live in the frequency of satisfaction. They're here to be happy and listen to their desires You're meant to be satisfied. You're meant to be fulfilled. It's all about what gets you there and really listening to your body. If you are a generator, a fun experiment could be just starting really small, starting with your closet, starting with getting ready in the morning, asking yourself what you wanna wear. But the thing about the gut is that it can never say white shirt, right? It has to respond to either a yes or a no. So you have to narrow it down. So hold up a white shirt, a gray shirt, a black shirt, and ask yourself, do I want to wear this black shirt? Mm-mm. Do I want to wear this gray shirt? Mm-mm. Do I want to wear the white shirt? Mm-hmm. And you can just kind of start to play with that sacral sound and and watch how it feels Right? It's this feeling that kind of comes through the chest that really makes you feel open and expanded. You can do it with what you want to have for breakfast in the morning. You can do it with which way you want to take to get to work. The more you start honing in on this gut, the more you start practicing this muscle, the stronger the trust is going to get so that you can use your gut to make larger, bigger decisions down the road. So of generators, like I said, there's pure generators and manifesting generators. What's different with the manifestors than the pure generators is that manifesting generators are not here to live a traditional path. They're really meant to have fun and show the world that success does not have to be linear. I'm a manifesting generator and for me, it came across as a huge relief and really just permission to dive into so many different topics and so many different things that light me up. And I've spent my whole life thinking, you know, I'm a Jack of all trades. I'm a master of none. I should have an expertise, all of these things. And my human design actually showed me that that's exactly how I'm meant to live. And if you can relate to this, I mean, it's just, it's such a, it's such a nice coming home to realize like we are meant to get these little surges of mastery every time that we try something new so that we can quickly move on and go learn something else. If you're a generator, bottom line, you are meant for satisfaction. You are meant to be happy. So follow your gut. Stop listening to your head. Your head is not you. It's not even your friend. It's really just always there to make things a lot more confusing. And shout out to all the manifesting generators out there. I am so with you and so for you. Um, Keep living your best life. Keep doing what lights you up. I know you're going to find so much magic around every single corner. And when you don't feel fulfilled and you don't feel lit up anymore, it's not like you have to quit your job tomorrow, but just take inventory. Take inventory and start looking out for things that do and the universe will show up to meet you. So let's talk about projectors. This is the energy type that I wish I was when I was first hearing about energy types. I have to admit, I was a little bummed out to find out I was a generator type because I thought, oh, they make up 70% of the population. I don't want to be that. And I love my type. Um, But at the time I thought, oh, projector sounds so cool. So projectors, I like to think of them as like their whole life, they think they're a squirrel. And their job is to hunt for acorns on the ground. And they're hanging out with all the rest of us squirrels, aka us generators, uh, you know, squirreling around looking for acorns. And they don't realize that they're actually a bird. And they've been making use of their like bird beak and like digging in the ground and finding acorns that way. And, you know, they, they figured out how to climb trees with their claws and look for little acorns up in the trees. And then one day they find out Oh Wow, I have wings. I'm a bird and I can fly. And they fly off the ground and they fly up over the trees and they're able to look at the whole forest. And from that bird's eye view, they can see where more acorns are, better colonies, better places to live, and can fly back over and direct all of the squirrels and tell them where to go. I always like to tell that little story to anybody I find out is a projector because that's kind of exactly what it is. You are this energy type that's living in a world full of generators. Generators created the nine to five. We're the workhorses. We're the ones that kind of put all the pressure on, whereas projectors are built a little bit more delicately and their superpower is their vision, their bird's eye view. It's except so many projectors live like generators. They're actually projectors living in a generator disguise, going to work every single day, hitting the grind, burning themselves out. Projectors do really well when they're able to work no more than three hours at a time, which may sound crazy if you've been, you know, working in traditional corporate America your whole life or if you, you know, have been doing crazy hours at the salon, but when projectors are too much in the work, too much in the details, they lose that superpower of getting the birds eye view. They really came here to lead us. They came here to show us generators and manifestors and reflectors a better way to live. They really are guides. And because projectors are able to see other people so deeply, they also desperately want to be seen. And a lot of times what happens for them is that they'll end up being very vocal, um, trying to kind of throw themselves front and center, feeling like no one ever really sees them. Nobody ever really recognizes them. And they really crave recognition. The thing for projectors is that they first have to learn how to see themselves, how to really love themselves and value themselves and know that it's okay if not everybody else sees it right away. And literally they, they tend to project their opinions onto other people because they're right. They're right a lot of the time, but their aura is actually very penetrating. And so projectors, a lot of the times what they say is true. What, what, what they're saying is a very true, harsh statement that can almost come across pretty brash. And even if a projector was to say the same exact thing as a manifesting generator, it might not even land the same way simply just because of their aura. So before projectors can give advice, they first have to be recognized by the person who they're about to give advice to. And then they have to be invited. It could be a more formal invitation, you know, by way of somebody asking for their advice, asking what they think. It could also be more of an outstanding invitation. For an example, if a projector is working as a consultant, every time that they step into that office, that that's an open, outstanding invitation. You're here to give advice. All the projectors in my life, I, I've let them know, guys, the invitation's open. You can always tell me. You can always give me advice. You can always ask me um, you know, where, where I'm going with this or, or direct, you know, please direct me because I want the advice and the opinion of, of, of the projectors in my life. You know, most of them are very wise. So if you are a projector, you can have these conversations with other people and you can ask them, like, do you mind if I share what I'm seeing right now? And when you ask, pay attention, watch their body language, see if they're truly, really open to what you have to say. And if you know a projector, and you do trust them and you do trust their opinion, then you can let them know, listen, I, I'm always here for you and I always, I always want your opinion. Um, it can be a really hard task as a projector to learn that really like your way to success is actually by saying less, You know, kind of like shutting your mouth and sitting back and waiting. But the cool thing about it is that you can spend a lot of time deconditioning, figuring out yourself, getting to know yourself, becoming an expert in you. And doing all of that is going to energetically change everything for you. It's about doing a lot less so that you can just become more, more yourself. And eventually, all resistance will drop. Everybody that is in your life will, you know, have you there for a very specific reason. And all of the wisdom that you so deeply know and long to share is going to be appreciated and valued. The last energy type is the reflector. And the reflectors are so, so cool and so rare, they're less than 1% of the population. Back in the day, we had one reflector in every single tribe who just sort of reflected back to the tribe where they were at. The reflectors have absolutely no energy centers that are defined in their body. So if you were to look at their body graph, it would just be all white. They are here to really reflect us who we are as a society. Uh, your reflector friends, everyone everyone has a reflector in their community. They are the ones that are just always kind of seemingly go with the flow. Um, they tend to really mirror back to you who you are very often. You might like they might actually be your favorite person and you realize, oh, they're just a reflector. They're always just reflecting back to me who I am. Uh, if you like yourself and if you don't like yourself, then you might not like your the reflector in your life at all. They um, have to wait a full lunar cycle before they can make a decision. So that's their strategy. They have to wait because they try on every other energy. They try on every single energy type during that month period. They have an aura that's kind of like almost like Teflon. Nothing can really stick to their aura. And they're here just to try on many different outfits, many different suits, and not really ever have to commit to anything. Reflectors are always waiting for surprise. They always want to be surprised and delighted and be able to sort of just be free and not be constrained by the world. They definitely fill up when they're around other people and then they need to empty out when they're alone. So alone time for projectors and for reflectors is really, really, really important. It's actually very good for both energy types to sleep alone from time to time so that their aura can clear out. Reflectors are deeply affected by their environment. So if they're not in the right place, then they're just, they're not, they're not good. So their environment is so, so, so important for them. And, you know, they tend to get really disappointed by the world they live in. You know, if, especially when they see injustice, it's a, it's a hard world right now. It's a hard world to be in and it can really affect reflectors a lot, but simply just knowing that your type is here too feel everything that humanity, everything that our society is going through and show the world where we're at. It's a huge honor. It's a huge responsibility. And at the end of the day, empty it out and know that you alone are okay. It's not you. It's not you at all. You alone are great. You are completely whole. So that is the human design overview. I know it's so much to hear about and so much to unpack for now. So I hope that you could take something away from your energy type. If you haven't gotten a chance to look up your chart yet, go ahead and do it now. It's going to be such a game changer. I couldn't wait to look up the energy types of so many people I knew as well. It's a fun game to play with coworkers, family, clients. And just having that awareness of who you are in the world and how we're all interacting together. Thank you so much for being here. If you liked this podcast, please rate and review or share it with a friend that you think might find it interesting. I cannot wait to see you next week for your weekly dose of beauty therapy.